Welcome to Fusion Fantasy Football. Welcome everybody. It's Josh. It's late on a Friday night strike that Saturday morning, which makes, uh, technically I guess it makes the podcast two days late, but effectually one day. I've been staring at these screens, digging through these numbers last two nights, feeling like I'm not, just not finding any gold. My process feels like it has stalled out and I'm not confident in any of the guys that I'm coming up with, which I guess isn't all that unusual, but usually I'm pretty confident with my streamers and my trades. And yeah, I take some reaches with the ads, but somehow they usually seem to work out some of them even when I don't see it. So I guess I should stick to the process and we're going to. I just want you to know, I'm sorry. I'm out a little late. I'm sorry, I don't have a full lineup this week, but I almost didn't even do anything. But I wanted to give you what I had because there's a few in here that I do, I do really think are good. So if you can bear with me, we're gonna make this a quick one and get you some names and get out of here so let's do it welcome to next week tonight all right it's week eight i mean not currently but this is next week tonight week eight so looking at the schedule for week eight players uh players teams on by is the washington football's the Cardinals, the Jaguars, and the Texans. All right, so right away looking at streamers, we're missing some quarterbacks again. Uh, a lot of a lot of wide receivers. So these are the kind of players you're probably going to be looking for. But all I got for you right now are some quarterbacks, tight ends, and a defense rerun. So let's go. Phillip Rivers, Colts are playing the Lions. I really like Stafford. You could almost go with Stafford as a streamer because he has not been good this season. So look, if he's available, go for him. But I do think that game script wise, it's going to feed into Rivers having to throw the ball too. So there you go. It's not like the Lions have the best defense either. The obvious matchup is, is Teddy Bridgewater looking ahead the Falcons so you look go ahead and grab that uh, you just always start quarterbacks versus the Falcons I kind of doubt you're going to be able to pick up uh, Matthew Stafford like I just kind of referenced because the Lions are playing the Falcons in week seven you know this weekend's games so everyone's already grabbing at that so that's why you probably can't get him for next week don't have anything right now for running back wide receiver. Be sure to give me a follow at Fusion FFB on Twitter, and I will be sure to put out any names that I come up with late. I did put out one last week. We'll talk about that in just a little while when we get to some of the ads. 
but you could maybe even stream him this week. You know what? I just changed my mind on the fly. We're going to go for it. Marquez Callaway on the Saints. So last week, I was saying get KJ Hamler. Stash him before the games. And then what happens? Hamler's out. So on Twitter, this is why I'm saying to follow. I give a quick tweet. I say, you know, just kidding. Actually, I think it was a just kidding, just kidding. Because I had to correct again after KJ Hamler was also ruled out unexpectedly. And I said, all right, you're probably better off stashing someone with that bench spot instead of KJ Hamler. So go ahead and stash. And I said, double check that Mooney, Darnell Mooney is owned, first of all. And then if you have a free bench spot, make sure Marquez Callaway, Saints wide receiver, is owned. And this is this is what's funny is we just kind of like stumble, you know, kind of like Daniel Jones. We just stumble into these things sometimes because at the time I had no idea Michael Thomas was going to hurt his hamstring again. I had no idea that uh, Manny Sanders was maybe going on IR, right? So, look, people are going to love Traquan Smith. And I still have a place in my heart for Deontay Harris. But Marquez Calloway has really shown something in recent weeks, especially last week and a little bit the week before. So he needs to be owned everywhere. Even in your regular leagues, in the upcoming weeks, he can actually be a flex-worthy player. So make sure that Marquez Calloway on the Saints is owned Going to tight ends. I know that uh, the the Bears love, they absolutely love their tight ends, right? And it's been Jimmy Graham. It's definitely been Jimmy Graham. But I am curious about Cole Komet. He was a rookie tight end, even coming into this season, who even though I have Adam Troutman higher, coincidentally, on the Saints, that's who the Bears are playing. So we got we got rookie tight end versus rookie tight end. But I did think that Cole Komet was the kind of a sneaky guy coming even into this season. I do believe Troutman has much higher upside going forward in Dynasty. But Komet has already had some fairly decent production for I mean for a rookie. It's nothing that he's gonna normally start. But here we are it's middle of the season. He's getting more involved. I believe he had a touchdown last week. And they're playing the, the Bears are playing the Saints who give up the most points to tight ends. So if you're really struggling at tight end, which I know everyone is these days, he's not, you know, you could do worse. All right. It's a classic you could do worse. He has some upside to him. Uh, it's kind of the play where you grab him, you start him, he scores points, and maybe you end up holding on to him, and he does something for the rest of the season. For defenses, not a lot of great options this week. I really hope you were able to grab, last week you were able to grab um, like the Packers because they have another decent matchup this week. It is, uh, I read it or wrote it down earlier as a good pick, but I can't really tell you who or what. Okay, it's the Vikings. They're playing the Vikings. And hey, 
Cousins seems to spot the other teams like two interceptions every week and then somehow still climb back in the game. It might be difficult against uh, Packers. We'll see how they recover from their, their loss this week. I mean, how they'll recover this week from their loss last week. I'm not saying I know what's going to happen in week seven. So go ahead and use them again. Um, they were my streaming pick for this coming week in week seven. Not a lot of other options there on defenses. Hopefully you saw ahead of time and were able to grab like the, the Eagles or the Giants defense that played it on Thursday because either of those would have been pretty just a decent starts. Not going to kill you. Probably not going to go off, but hey, Jones is always good for some fumbles, right? Uh, another one here. I'm not sure now if he's going to be maybe even a streaming option come week eight. But tight end Harrison Bryant, Cleveland Browns. Look, we just found out, I believe, earlier today that Hooper, Austin Hooper, had appendicitis. He had to have his appendix removed. So that's, I believe, a couple weeks. Typically, we'll see if they even put him on the short-term three-week IR. You've already had Landry struggling. Everyone's struggling there. Hooper was the one piece that was starting to come on in the receiving game. So Harrison Bryant's a pretty good-looking tight end, rookie tight end. So I guess this is the week for rookie tight ends. Go ahead, Harrison Bryant. He should be owned. Another running back. This is a funny one because it's a guy who a lot of people were high on a couple of years back. Uh, look, it's the Buccaneers do it to us every year with these running backs, I swear. It's Jeremy Nick Nichols. And he was a guy who was drafted by the Bucks, and then he was released before the season even start. He's bounced around. He had some time with the Niners, if I recall. Now he lands with the Titans, and he's actually but he's the backup to Derrick Henry now. He's legitimately the backup, not not anyone else they drafted, not Darrington Evans, even though there there may be some injury reasons for that. But for the time being, Jeremy McNichols is the backup his opportunity share has increased in in the last week's game week six they have the lead right they're running out the ball they were using McNichols a lot so go ahead and grab Jeremy McNichols especially if you're in a situation where um, I mean he's definitely a take your opponent's um a handcuff kind of situation. So go ahead and grab him as someone else's handcuff. I'm not sure he's worth owning if he's if you're the Henry owner, but I I suppose if he's out there, you sh he should be owned. Trades. Look, Jonathan Taylor this is probably the cheapest he's ever going to be again. There's a lot of signs pointing to him improving getting more and more work i think they were trying to save him as they get into some of these games where they're really trying to do something and win i think we're going to start seeing them really give it to jonathan taylor and i think we're going to start seeing him really figuring it out and clicking and and hitting the holes well getting a feel for the game getting involved in the passing game 
all of these things are increasing. He still is a fantastic, you know, win the league kind of running back, assuming you can get to the playoffs first. But I do think he's a second-half guy who's just going to go off. So last chance, go ahead and get him. More tight end talk here. That's what I do a lot of times, I guess. So, And that's where the people are struggling, so I'm going to try and help you out. I think I had it wrong with Gronkowski. I know way back week one, I liked him week one just as a quick play because I figured Tom Brady was more familiar with him. What I probably didn't account for was how Gronk just wasn't ready himself. But he's coming along now, and then O.J. Howard is out, other things. Now, you don't want to pay up, but if you can trade someone you're not starting or playing ever for Gronkowski on someone else's bench and you have an iffy starting situation with your tight end, then he's a perfect guy. Another one that's going to be a little more expensive is going to be Hayden Hurst. Yes, you heard me right. I'm saying you can buy Hayden Hurst. Look, I did not think he would be that great coming into the season. I expected 2016 Austin Hooper kind of numbers. A solid, a decent season. Maybe even sneaking into the top 12. He is doing okay right now. But the, what what really is the problem is for this entire offense is that Julio was out. That's really what it comes down to. When Julio was out, this offense was not producing enough to sustain, to support multiple weapons. And so that's why you saw big Calvin Ridley games or nothing, right? It's an all or nothing because the tide is low, but the tides come in with Julio Jones and it's going to raise everybody up. And so I think Hayden Hurst now that he's he's had more time on the team, Julio there, I think there's a lot of things that point to him really being able to produce in the second half as a solid tight end. I don't have anything against him being a decent tight end. I was down on the hype, but that doesn't mean he can't be good for the second half of the season. The Jets, of course... Their wide receivers are a mess, but Brashard Perriman is back. Uh, Crowder is beat up. I'm not sure if he's even going to be playing week seven. So make sure your own, make sure Brashad Perriman is owned. Simple as that. Uh, kind of an odd one here. I just wanted to make a note that don't, don't sell, don't trade away Miles Gaskin. I, I see a lot of people. I think overthinking it, looking at it, and anticipating that he's he's not going to be as good with Tua there. Um, he's just a he's just a guy. He's a jag. He can't keep this up, and so on and so forth. Uh, comparing him, he's this year's Alex Collins. I think to be fair, this year's Alex Collins is probably James Robinson. As much as I don't like that. Although both of these guys are far more involved in the passing game than Alex Collins was, which is the red flag. So I think they're both safe. But Miles Gaskin specifically, he is bidding all the work, everything you could hope for in that offense. I think Tua will be more conservative, at least to big start with, 
than fits, which is not a bold statement, obviously, because Fitz can be pretty bold. He can be pretty aggressive. So saying that they're going to be more conservative is kind of obvious. I don't think it's going to hurt Miles Gaskin that much. The quality of the touches and the opportunities, especially for touchdowns, could go down, yes. But I think that's a short-term problem. I don't think Tua is going going to be bad I think I think it'll be very similar to Herbert to be honest I think we'll see a few flashes some decent games to begin and I mean we're going to week seven now I'm talking about week eight I think by the time we get to week 10 Tua is slinging it and uh, Preston Williams is looking good Gaskins is looking good I just think I I don't want to believe in the Dolphins especially as a Patriots fan but I, I do like Flores and, and the coaching staff and everything that they've been doing there. And I I just respect it. So go ahead. Don't give up or or try to overthink and and sell Gaskin as if uh, he's going to revert or something. I don't think he's going to. I think this is it. Dynasty. This, these are some moves that I'm going to be looking more into in the coming uh, weeks as we're getting to the point where everyone kind of knows whether you're a contender or whether you're tanking. Again, we're talking Dynasty here, so I switched over, all right, in case you missed it. So Dynasty, I have several teams where I already knew, even coming into the season, I have a couple where I've had to decide whether or not to really not go all in, but really invest in still trying to win. The way that this season is, I think you have a much lower chance of success going in, buying in. And so I I kind of would advise against against trying to, to buy in unless you really have a really good team. If If you're anywhere in the middle then, I mean, you don't have to sell everything away. You could still get a hot hand. Your players could still start hitting. But, man, you really... I don't think that the, there's way more variability going on in in the games and the players in week to week that just makes it a lot harder to buy into and convince myself with any kind of certainty that I know that I can do well. So if that's you, and if you're looking towards 2021, some players that have been down right now, I have two wide receivers, Marquise Brown and Terry McLaurin. Similar situations. They're getting the, the air yards. They're getting all the things that we want to see. Right now, it's Mostly it's their quarterbacks that are holding them back. Yes, Lamar Jackson is holding back Marquise Brown. And Terry McLaurin's being held back by Haskins and now whoever else, Kyle Allen. In fact, he actually might look better with Kyle Allen in the coming weeks. So I think these are the low points for both these players. Um, Maybe even this season, but definitely for Dynasty going going forward into future seasons. Uh, if they can get the quarterback situations improved, then you will see 
those players improve. And obviously for the Ravens situation, it's it's just about Lamar Jackson improving. We know he can do it. He got hot and he did it last year. His accuracy has not been there this year. That has always been a bit of concern, but he's done it before. So the hope can be there that he can do it again. All right, guys, that's it. 20 minutes. That's actually a little longer than I thought. Got to talk about a few of these situations in more detail. Go ahead, like I said, follow on Twitter at FusionFFB so that uh, you can get any of my late kind of ads. I did talk about some of this stuff and and more of a dynasty focus on the Snake in the Draft uh, podcast with Jacob Vines. Uh, So go ahead and check that out. I might, again, if you're on my Twitter, you'll, you'll see it. But I got a guest spot with him, and he, I'll have to get him over on the podcast. He's been on some of our like mock draft episodes, uh, even the one we did last week. So he may be familiar to you. So check out his podcast, Snake in the Draft. All right, guys. Thanks. Good luck in week seven. And I'll see you in week nine. <laughs>